Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. My name is Jeffrey Zakarian, and you're listening to Four Courses with Jeffrey Zakarian from iHeartRadio. In Four Courses, I'll be taking you along for the ride while I talk with the top talent of our time. In each conversation, I focus on four different areas from my guest's life and career. And during those four courses, I'm going to dig deep and uncover new insights and inspirations that we can all use to fuel ourselves to push forward. My guest for this episode is an actress and TV personality. She and her twin sister are famous for their roles as child stars on hit TV and reality shows in the 80s and 90s. Today, she's hosting two new cooking competition shows and lives with her husband and two children in Napa. Without further delay, let's get into my conversation with Tamara Maury Housley. Okay, let me make sure we're on airplane mode. Airplane mode, we are recording... And here we go. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm great. For our first course, I wanted to ask Tamara about her unique childhood as both a child star and army brat. The strong sense of structure her parents instilled in her at a young age became a strength not only in her career, but also as a parent. Memory to me is smell. Yes. I walk and I hear that smell. I go, oh my God, that that smells just like XYZ. What was that for okay, you? Okay, so I actually one doesn't even have to do with food. It's kind of it's kind of weird. That's fine. Okay, one is laundry. Like <laughs> when I, I love it. Yes, even it, better. Yes, it it reminds me of of just home. I had an amazing upbringing. My and and being an ex army brat. You move You're around always an army brat. You're yeah, never an ex-army brat. You know brat. what? Someone told me that too, and I am going to own that. I'm not going to say ex anymore, but it just, I mean, I had a great childhood, and I am so grateful, and it, it couldn't have gone that way in the sense that, you know, we moved around, you know, yeah. a, a lot, but I, I learned a lot about myself. I'm so grateful I had my twin with me. We moved, you know, to different schools. It taught me how to adapt. It taught me discipline. It taught me how to be sociable. And I'm grateful for that. And my house was always warm. It always, it was a loving place. And I'm so grateful for that. So when I smell Laundry, that is what I, I think of. The other is Baker's Dozen, the show that I did with Bill Yassis, who is another amazing human being. I used to work with Bill uh, at LeCirque. Yes, may wear the same same sort of age bracket. And I used to work with him in New York many years before he moved to Washington. What a delightful man. Like, his, his smile is infectious. He's always like, 
We laugh (laughs) all the time and we would talk like we would start judging and, and talking about life before the cameras would roll that they actually had to separate us. That's how much we we just we got along. But the reason why I Bill I bring up Bill Yasis is the baking show. I've always loved to bake. So the other smell is chocolate chip cookies. When oh, yeah. I smell chocolate chip cookies, I feel like I'm just I feel like I'm in heaven. I'm so I'm I just get so happy. And I just think of, again, warmth and love. My mom used to always bake, you know, the yellow cake that you would get in the grocery store and chocolate chip cookies. When we would come home from school, whenever I'd see that, like, because I grew up in the 80s, that cake, it was the cake stand that had the, like, the plastic cover over it. And after a while, you're like, oh, it's getting really dirty, you know? You can't see through it after a while, right? (laughs) Yes. I would be so happy to see that. Again, I always felt loved and it felt safe. And I realized how blessed I am to be able to say that, you know, growing up, that I wanted to do that for my kids, you know, when they come home. And so that's how I actually got into baking. I saw my mom bake, but then I wanted to learn how to do it like from scratch. Yeah, freestyle. Freestyle, yes. And, uh, you know, doing that show with Bill... I gained about 10 pounds, but I said I will gain another 10 pounds because I was the judge that wasn't like, this is really good. I was like, <laughs> oh my God. I, I did that for yes. Chopped. This is my 12th year of Chopped, and yes, I'm going to be honest but with you. you're so fit. The first, <laughs> no, the first year I gained about five or seven pounds. Then I started eating all my food with chopsticks, and I get so much shit about it. And I started doing that because I could take one little bite, one little bite, and push yes. it away. Because otherwise, you're hungry. And you just eat it. And, and then 12 plates of food later, four days in a row, you're like, uh, you know, you're like, oh, my God. And it's all awful uniformly. At least in baking, there's sugar and it's frosting. That's worse. It's going it's to be good, right? It's going to be something's good. Something's going to be good. Yeah. yeah. A little milk. If it's not good, a little milk and you're, you're happy. <sighs> but I, I so know what you're talking about. It's so, you know, you, tell, you said two things. You said baking. And then I, I hear it when you walk in the door. The dryer is on. Yes. Because your mom's doing laundry. Yes. The dryer's been going all day. Yes. And that smell of the evacuation of that air, it doesn't always get up. It comes out the front and you know the dryer's going. And that means to me that it sounds like structure. Mm. Mm-hmm. Got to cook, got to clean. Got to cook, got to clean. And then you're an army brat and everyone, your mom and dad were in the army. So like, hello, this is what you do. You, and you do it every day and you're like thankful. I always think that happiness is being useful. Like happiness is like very fleeting. I mean, I don't know what it is, but like if you're useful and you do stuff, you feel good. That is very true. But wow, I never saw that the way you just explained it. And you're absolutely right. You know, my parents, we are very disciplined. And I think that's the reason why the Maury's, you know, meaning Tia, Taj, and now my brother, Tavier, we're all successful in our own ways. And it's because of our work ethic. It's because of that structure. It's because of that discipline. We all could have veered left, right, you know, north, south, east, west. (laughs) Yeah. But we had that structure in our life. And you are totally right. We knew as children growing up, we knew that when we came home, we were going to have dinner. We were going to have clean clothes and we would have to be the one to fold them and put them up. But again, it taught us responsibility, routine, and having kids of my own, that is what I've learned. Kids actually need discipline and it's a a form of love and it teaches them, okay, if I do this, if I do this, if I do this, there's a result that comes after it. If you teach them responsibility, they naturally gain that self-confidence like, oh, I achieved this. I did this. It got to the point where my son who's eight was like, hey, mom, we don't have behavioral charts anymore. Can you make one? I was like, what? (laughs) Because it gave him something to look forward to and he knew that he would get you know, a reward. But yeah, so that's awesome that, that you said structure. I never saw it that way, but it, I, well, I love Jesus, it. Jesus, that's, it's everything. I mean, I know you grew up in a, in a Christian household, so did I. And, and I think that the sense of, I would say, empathy yes, is something that is so hard to get across to your kids because 
you got to have that sense of empathy and it takes nothing away from you. It actually adds to you because it actually makes you feel great. Yes, it does. And that's what that's what I learned in my in Christianity. I'm I'm Catholic, and I if I take anything from that, because you can take what you want from it. You yeah. know, you can be as as devoted or half devoted, but if you take this sense of empathy, especially as a child, discipline and empathy equals responsibility, and they cherish it. Meaning they're gonna like when they're eighteen and they're in college. Like, what am I gonna think of? Well, this is what my mom taught me. Now I get it. I will tell you this, what I learned about empathy. I am naturally, I am an empath. And I had to learn boundaries. And this is the big one that I want to teach my children because I don't want them to, I mean, listen, we can only do so much. We can guide them. They're going to go through, you know, certain things that we may not want them to go through. As long as they learn from it and grow, I'll be fine. And as long as I'm right there to kind of like support and help them through it. But I learned a big one. For people who have empathy, which we need in this world to, I think, you know, help change the world uh, in a positive way, you have to love, though, with wisdom. You love without wisdom actually equals ignorance. Wisdom without love is ignorance. So you could be the wisest person in the world, but if you don't have love, what is that? You can have so much love for someone, but if you don't have wisdom about it, you're constantly going to get hurt. You're constantly going to be get stepped upon. And it took me 40, uh, I'm 43. Thank you, Jesus. I made it <laughs> in my 40s and I, and, I, and I love it. I love my 40s now more than, than ever, but I learned the hard way. You have to love with wisdom. And that is what I'm going to teach my, my kids Love someone, definitely love love someone, have empathy, be there for someone, but also be wise and watch as well as pray. Be be aware of your surroundings so that your love, because they say too, we learn this in psychology. I'm a psych major uh, from Pepperdine University, loved, um, that sometimes your strengths can be your weakness, right? My biggest strength is You're being vulnerable. an empath. Yes, loving people, wanting to fix them, wanting to be there for them. But it also became a weakness in my life because I would let random people in my life take advantage of that. And, and, and that is where I feel, oh, it took me a while to learn. In our second course, I had to dig deeper into that connection Tamara makes between love and wisdom. She and her husband, Adam, will celebrate 17 years of marriage next January. It all started with a mutual connection to Pepperdine University. I am so grateful for my collegiate career. I will tell you this, Pepperdine, they do not play. Like, it is a hard school. Like, you have to work hard. I was working so hard. I remember coming back and visiting and, and, and looking at the library going, oh my gosh, I took all of this for granted. Like, I, because I was like in my books, you know, because I wanted to pass. Uh, I'm an overachiever. I don't know if you've realized that yet. But it is absolutely beautiful. I'm still friends with my professors. They are... That's how you met your husband. Yes. My my economics professor introduced my husband and I because my husband played on the Pepperdine baseball team and he befriended the same professor. So my professor loves sports and that's how he met Adam. I was one of his favorite students in economics. I don't know why. I just get it. But I I got economics. Structure. Structure. There you go. Years went on. My husband stayed friends with him. I stayed friends with him. And he was like, you know, Tamara, there's a guy who came in my office (laughs) looking at your photo and he wants to meet you. And that's how it happened. Wow. Yeah. My husband and I have been married, been together for 16 years been married for 10. And I will say, you know, marriage is not easy. It's not perfect, but I absolutely chose right. And I love that man more than I did when I first married him. I know. And I, I always say this, I still like him. I like Mm -hmm. him as a human being. He is a good dude. He is like my number one 
fan, my number one cheerleader. And the thing about marriage, the way I see it is we're supposed to help each other grow, right? So I inspire him to be a better person. He inspires me to be a better person. It, like I said, it doesn't mean that we've had years where we were like, uh, are we going to stay married? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> it is what it is. That's that's marriage. But, you know, in psychology, you change every seven years and you just pray mm. that you grow together and not, you know, grow apart. Marriage is a risk. And uh, I'm just grateful at this moment in time. He is the love of my life. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. I, and I would have never thought in a million years I would marry a news reporter <laughs> uh, who's seven years older than I am. And he wasn't even my type. That's what's funny. He wasn't even my type. I was like, oh, we're going to be friends. We'll be friends forever. And then boom. Raj is really a friendship forever first. I mean, it's so true what you said. You got you to gotta stay in like to stay in love. So true. <gasps> so true. And, and I think sometimes yeah. people, they miss the boat on on that one. And it's, again, like... He's changed throughout the years. I've changed throughout the years. And you kind of like allow each other grace, you know, and then you you try to find that balance. But, you know, I'm a woman of faith. And, you know, that has always been like my focus in my career and in, in my personal life. And I believe that 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 has helped as well. Yeah, I really I really I'm a strong believer in having this, you know, the family unit is such a fantastic way to build just about anything you want to build in life. Yeah. You have it right there with you. Don't, yeah. don't screw it up. Yes. And to not screw it up is sometimes it's very tempting to screw it up because 100%. you bring your own. You don't have to repeat the mistakes your parents made and my parents made big mistakes, but they didn't know any, they didn't know that was their toolbox. Yeah. You don't have to use their toolbox. That is a very big, when I learned that as a parent, I'm like, okay, I just want to like start yelling at you, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I am going to pull you aside and not berate you in front of everybody. Let's have a conversation about this particular behavior that you I just witnessed. And like, okay, mm-hmm. okay. And then when it's done, I surprise myself that I actually did it. And it felt completely foreign, but uh, I didn't have an embarrassed child. And I think he got the lesson, but I think that, they they listen right they listen they like they look away they look away but you know they listen right and they don't look away when the food's on the table by the way they come right to the table of course so i i want to go to a food question because i know you are you come from structure christianity love and you must love going around a table and feeding people because that's just like that's like that's, that's what the we next, do that's the next block of of love is food so what are you doing with the kids, feeding them? How do you take care of their their table manners and all that? Since you're doing well, a show called Table Wars, this must come in very handy. Yes, Martha it does. says. <laughs> well, this is my thing. The first, the first thing my husband and I wanted to do, you talk of structure, is I wanted to bring the family back to the table. You know, with our little gadgets, technology. You have the iPhones, you the have worst. the iPads, the worst. And yes, as a parent, have I been tempted to say this is a great babysitter? Absolutely. Have yeah, I justified course. it with, well, at least they're watching an educational, <laughs> you know, show. In- I have instead done that. of TikTok. Yes. I, though, at the same time, I'm a true believer of balance. Mm-hmm. And so our rule is at the dinner time table, at breakfast or whatever, Please, let's not have your phones. I want everyone to sit and look at each other and actually talk about how your day was. If we're eating breakfast, it's how we're going to start our day. We're going to make some affirmations. We're going to be great listeners today. We're going to be kind. You know, so that that is my table etiquette. I am teaching my kids. I mean, it's it was kind of hard with Aiden. As he got older, I realized he has a texture issue with food. And how we're combating that is he's actually cooking. My son, because of the pandemic, you know, everyone was together, you know, for, for a long time. And our way of getting together and loving on each other was cooking. And my son saw his dad do it. 
My husband is such an amazing cook. I think he was a chef in his past life or something. You know, he sees his dad, he sees his mom, but he wants to do as we do. And so he started learning. And my son, actually, at eight years old, can cook breakfast, his own breakfast, his own lunch, and his own dinner. A wonderful thing. French toast is his favorite. He can. He likes to put, you know, he likes to cook the bacon. He cooks the bacon himself. Like, and I'm like, oh, my Lord, I don't want him to get pop. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's probably going to happen once. And he needs to see how that feels. It did. And now, yeah. you know, he's fine. For lunch, he loves, this is what this child does. He gets turkey, deli turkey. Mm. And uh, for dinner, he actually makes his own steak. He gets rosemary out of the yard, gets garlic, and grills it with some uh, butter. Wow. That's like, he's on his own. He's on his way. Yep. That's really good. He's independent. He's it very sounds like they're all very independent. And, you know, I don't have to straight to see that where that came from. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. 
tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. For our third course, I wanted to ask Tamara about her two new cooking competition shows, an exciting shift from acting and hosting talk shows. She says all that experience listening and empathizing on set helped prepare her for this latest chapter. I'm so grateful for The Real because it did train me to, you know, be a great listener. It's just who I innately am. I love people and I love listening to understand. I don't like listening to judge. Mm-hmm. And with Table Wars, I I loved seeing the contestants like truly think of an idea and map it out, put it together, and then you see the final product. You see the final result. And you can see how some struggled with, you know, executing that. That's a skill in itself by having an idea and actually executing it exactly how you wanted it to be, even if you had to pivot right? Which most of them had to do every single challenge. And then also, it's all about, again, what I've learned in being an army brat. It's all about, you're running a marathon, you know, it's it's not a sprint. So you have to make sure that you keep your momentum going. You don't want to burn out. You know, you see people just start off so hard that they burn out towards the end when you're like, damn, like you were killing it. It was so interesting on all, you know, levels. I was learning at the same time as judging, but also you you get to know these these contestants. Yeah, what I I I also say that especially on chopped, uh, it's the same thing is that when you're judging someone, you're actually responsible for their feelings and it's it's kind of weird. You got to judge them fairly, but you got to be honest with them because they're relying on you to be honest. They're actually they're actually in this. They're nervous. They're throwing up backstage. They're like shaking. They don't realize it's happening. And they really want to do the right thing. And so you you feel very responsible for them. And so when you give them feedback and they feel good about the feedback, they get better. Their level of confidence goes up. Their nervousness goes down. It doesn't all go away. But they, they can perform in a much higher level. You get a better result. You get a better result. And it's not from banging them on the head. It's from saying, you know what? This is, you're onto something here. You got to clean up aisle four, but this aisle is really where you want to live. Make your life around this and you're going to have some success in the future. If they hear that, like, oh my okay, gosh, I, yes. I've been validated and validation and not those kind of shows is very important. And, and they couldn't have picked a better couple people. Of val- I mean, your validation skills are remarkable because you, that's, well, you, you've been validating things your whole life in a real way that is based on all this structure and, and you understand results. And so that 
brings, what does it bring? It brings wisdom yes. <laughs> and intelligence. And so that's why this is such a different show for you. And I'm so excited to, to see it. I don't know, when is the, have you, the season shot already? So we shot the entire season and it's going to air this fall. Yeah. How many episodes? Six? We did six. It was interesting because when I was shooting, I thought we did eight. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Well, Wait, if you did a pilot, you did we seven. We only so. did, yeah, we only did. Uh, uh, but it is, I will tell you this, out of all the shows that I've done, it is the most visually stunning show it is the shots, everything. I mean, the fashion <laughs> yeah. between Martha, me, well, Chris, it's like Hesney. the it's like a candy that Bedford's a candy land up her her house in the. I mean, you have so much B roll there; it's insane. It was it, it was like I said. I cannot wait. Like I just want the world to see this so that we can go and do it again. That's how much yeah. fun I had. And it did not, I will tell you this, every single time, and this is the ultimate goal we want for our lives, right? You wake up with excitement. You're like, oh, mm -hmm. I get to go to work today. Like yeah. that is how I felt every single day. It was so, and, and Martha, Chris and I, we laughed so hard every single day. I happen to have a very great relationship with both Martha. She's judged a lot with me on Chopped. I... Oh, she's a very good friend of myself and my wife's. Uh, we've been her guest at her house many times, and it's epic. And uh, she's one of the few remaining divas, right? And and I mean in a very good way. I know. Because if you don't know this about Martha, I have spent enough time with her. So there's very few people in my life mm -hmm. as a chef of 40 years that intimidate me. She's one of them. <laughs> because her her knowledge... Of everything. I don't mean food. I mean flowers, food, baking, gardening, trees, birds, animals, seed history, you know, magazine, technology, writing, comprehension, TV production. I mean, it's like, I, I can't even begin. She said, oh, I said, I'm, I hear you're writing a book. I said, yeah, you know, my daughter's night, we wrote a book. It was great. And I said, which one's, which one, you know, how many you have? I said, well, this is my third one. And she said, oh, I'm writing my 91st. I'm like, thanks, thanks. I really felt good. 91 books. I, you are definitely, I know you are a, a true friend of Martha's because you literally explained, you explained her perfectly. There's a running joke that when we did the show, I wanted to make sure that the prompter, I could see it. She could see it with no glasses on, by the way. Yeah. Her yeah. memory and her eyesight, better than mine. 75. Yes. Uh, she, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how the hell is this? How is this possible? And yes, yeah. she would explain. I always said this with, to the contestants on the show. You better know your stuff. You, no you better not be pretending because Martha knows everything and yes. she will see everything. Her attention to detail is amazing mm, because yeah. what you see is what you get. And she actually, I, I don't know if this compliment meant anything because she's Martha, but I said, you are one of the few, whereas now I feel like people are building brands that are kind of fake you know, it's all on Instagram so they can create whatever they want. I said, what you see is what you get with you. Like, mm. you literally know your stuff. You know how to cook. You know how to make an amazing drink. And let's not forget her fashion. She's the real deal. I did a couple of demos with her and I was like rolling something out next to her and she's rolling out. She said, well, you're doing it wrong. Stop. Let me show you. Just like that. Like I was like, and the audience was like laughing hysterically, but she has no, there's no, let me just say that gently button. No, it's like, that's wrong. Let me show you. What are you doing? And it's so refreshing that's what I'm for saying. me to get corrected by her because it wasn't, she wasn't trying to embarrass me. She's just saying, no, this is not, you're not doing it right. Let me show you. I think that's why we really got along. It's because, I mean, you know, I come from a place, my mother has been always just 100. Like she was the one where if you didn't want to hear the truth, you ask her for advice, don't ask her. So- It's beautiful, that's beautiful. Right? But I think that's the reason why we got along initially. It's because real sees real. 
Like I, right. I recognized, I recognized that in her and she recognized that in me. I mean, there were times where the director would tell us where to move and I was talking, you know, to Chris and I wasn't paying attention so that when they said action, I would move into the spot. And Martha literally, she was like, move girl, you're not in the, you're not in the right <laughs> spot. <laughs> and I was like, you know what, Martha, you are right. But yeah, I love Martha. I love doing this show. She said, it feels like I have known you forever. And that is exactly what what it felt like. The chemistry was just beautiful. And she was fun. She was fun. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers... Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. For our fourth and final course... I got to speak with Tamara about wine. She and her husband own a winery in Napa Valley, which the San Francisco Chronicle called Napa's liveliest tasting room in 2019. While Adam's from a winemaking family, it's a brand new adventure for Tamara, complete with its own excitement, challenges, and life's lessons. Tell me about Housley Vineyards. I know you have a winery. Yes, we do. I can't believe I'm even saying that. And and people are always like, well, why, Tamara? You you married into, you know, the Housley family. It's just that going into it, I was just like, they have amazing wine. I freaking love it. I was grateful just for that. I never thought my husband and I would be owning it. So it's called Century Oak Winery. It's actually located in Lodi. And I had been visiting ever since I, you know, met Adam. I would actually be a part of the harvest. I love wine. You know, I wanted to learn about it. I actually help bottle, but it's not until now, well, two years ago, that I actually got involved. And we opened up a tasting room in downtown Napa. 
because I thought, you know, when people think of wine, you know, new wine drinkers, they automatically assume like Italy and Napa, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, there's wine in Italy. Oh, there's wine in Napa. There's that place. Yeah, Napa that people have, you know, Mm -hmm. lots of wine. So I was like, Adam, so many people now know that we have wine and, you know, they visit Napa, but there's nowhere to actually taste our wine. I think we should actually open up a tasting room in downtown Napa. And that is exactly what we did. It's been around for two years, uh, but a Century Oak Winery has been around for 20 years. Art and Judy have been growing grapes for 44, so they definitely know their stuff. So once my father-in-law said, hey, we, he was actually going to sell it, and Adam and I were like, no, we want to get out of L.A. This will be a great way of doing it. My husband wanted to get out of news. We were like, we'll handle it. We'll take it over. And I have to say, it has been so much fun just learning the, you know, the process. It is a lot of work. The business side, you know, I I am learning. But my husband, he was born into it. So it comes to him just like brushing his teeth every day. It is is something so, so easy. Um, But the tasting room is called Housley, Napa Valley. We didn't set out for it to be the most popular tasting room in Napa, We didn't set out for it to be the most inclusive tasting room Mm -hmm. in in Napa. We just set out to have a tasting room that we are passionate about and Mm -hmm. that we love. And we are the type of people where we love everybody. We really do. We genuinely love people. We love wine. And we wanted to welcome all to experience, you know, tasting it. I wanted, when people visited the tasting room, for it to be an experience. I wanted them to feel comfortable, which is the reason why I designed it as when you walk in to the right, it feels like a living room. I love interior design. So I incorporated that, you know, within it. I wanted booths. I wanted people to stay a while. (laughs) And that is exactly what, uh, you know, Housley Napa has become. And to have people come from Oakland who have lived in Oakland for years and say, I've never come to Napa because I, I just felt like I wouldn't feel welcomed. That means the world to me. People who, you know, have never tried wine this way or felt like maybe it was going to be too expensive can really enjoy, you know, an amazing glass of, you know, wine. And we have so many different varietals, which I love. So we're not just specifically focusing on like cab. A lot, well, our winemaker is a woman. So I believe in, you know, women empowerment. And as you know, working in food, there aren't a lot of women winemakers. No, they're not. And it's such a fantastic metier. It's, but, you know, you have to be a certain type of human to understand the trials and tribulations of winemaking because every year isn't good. Every harvest isn't good. You're totally dependent on God and the weather. You're sitting around and waiting. It's kind of a beautiful thing. And I think it teaches you gratitude. People don't understand farming is... So difficult. I'm learning that aspect of it. I will tell so you that. So difficult. And I don't care who you are. You like give someone an acre. Yeah, okay, you can have everything you grow and you got to eat off of the land. And they're like, no, I don't want it. Because it's just, you need, you need a way, you need patience, gratitude, structure, all that stuff you learn. So it sounds like to me, this is all right up your alley. Like, you know, you are made, you're made for winery and entertaining and and all this stuff has come full circle. And now you seem to be glowing and just in a very good place. I, I am. And, and you know, uh, when, when people see the glow or they, you know, they see the happiness, they do think, oh my God, she must have an easy, perfect life. <laughs> but again, we're going back to structure. The thing is, is I had to work hard to where I am right now. And what I mean by working hard is not... Not only just like, you know, physically doing the work, I had to mentally do the work, you know, dealing with haters that can find you, you know, <laughs> on on Instagram, dealing with, you know, backstabbers, being betrayed in, in you know, a, a business. I had to go through all those life lessons to be where I am today. And I'm a true believer of wherever there is life, there is hope. So whatever you have gone through, it may have knocked you down, but don't stay down. I don't care how hard it is. You know, there have been times where I felt like I was like digging myself out of a hole mentally because again, like I said, I loved, I loved, but I did not love 
with wisdom sometimes. And I got hurt. And that's kind of like the worst feeling when, you, when you've been betrayed, loving and, and trying to help. But also in the business, I was on a show where I would speak of unity and love and not everybody wants to hear that. And okay, I can respect that, but that's my mission. That's my ministry. And, you know, some people may, their ministry is, no, we've got to fight, but my way of fighting is with love. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't always received. Being in an interracial marriage, like that still to this day, surprisingly, is not always received. Dealing with the internet, taking stories and turning it around and attacking your character when my character means everything to me, people trying to, you know, take you down. That was hard getting out of that. But I am in a good place now because I did the work. Nothing worth anything is too easy. I agree with you. And you seem very much that you're very useful and you take care of a lot of people and you're used and to be useful to others, it sounds crazy, but it's the most, it's the happiest place when I can be of use to someone and help them. I'm like, oh, that's very gratifying. And, and, and I don't, and it's, it's not about money or this or that. It's, it's in five minutes. It's, you're thinking about how gracious you feel. And the reason why I feel gracious, it's that gracious gratitude and being useful that I think a lot of parents may skip. And I think it's one of the most important lessons that we can give our kids because we're so imperfect. And once they do that, they find their own lane. And I, that's all you can really do because otherwise you're a helicopter mom or dad and you don't want to be that. We don't, we don't want to be that. But I always say gratitude is the precursor to happiness. You were talking about happiness. And that when I discovered that, the gift of gratitude, staying in gratitude, even when you are going through your life lessons, that gets you to the other side. And I also learned life doesn't happen to me. It happens for me. So when these things are are happening, good and bad, what is the lesson here? What are we being taught so that I can grow? But most importantly, what can I teach? You know, I always say too, what, what I'm going through is not just for me. It's not just for myself. No. It's so that we can, you know, help our brother, our sister, our friend, our children when they go through it. And we can speak of our, you know, experience. And you also talk about being imperfect, right? I actually got closer to my parents when I realized that they are imperfect. You know, I used to be so frustrated that I used to say, you guys are so strict. You guys are so strict. We look sometimes growing up as our parents knowing it all. The reality is they didn't either. So thinking that way, you have grace. You, you have grace towards your parents and you have grace with your with yourself in the process of, of parenting. And there you know your parents, they always want you to do better than they did. And so they don't want you to make the same mistakes, right? We are imperfect. We make mistakes. And so did our parents. And we always want to learn from that and do better. We have to. And that's the way, that's the way that I think we bring joy to our family. That stuff happens. You know, when you're sitting around the table, I tell my kids, you're lucky to be sitting around at the same table and you have to feel lucky and feel gratitude at that time because you are going to be doing this in 15 or 20 years and you're going to pull from all this. And uh, hopefully you get a few few pointers from your parents. That's that all, you, that's all Just I a ask. few, just a few, right? I really have enjoyed this sort of freewheeling conversation. I think we touched about everything on everything. And I, I, I love your attitude and I'm so happy for your shows and you seem like so together and so Thank like, you. you know, uh, you have a, a real good spirit and you, you put that out there and I, I appreciate it. And I feel it right away. The minute I saw you and you, your smile, I'm like, oh, this person, awesome. this person has gratitude. And so I'm going to end with that. I do. I don't have everything together. But no one does. No one does. <laughs> my my thing is is I do live life with gratitude and empathy and I'm learning along of the way and I love people and this has been fantastic. Thanks very much for listening to Four Courses with Jeffrey Zakarian, a production of iHeartRadio and Corner Table Entertainment. Four Courses is created by Jeffrey Zakarian, Margaret Zakarian, Jared Keller, and Tara Halper. 
Our executive producer is Christopher Haziotis. Four Courses is produced by Jonathan Hawes Dressler. Our research is conducted by Jessalyn Shields. Our talent booking is by Pamela Bauer at Dogtown Talent. This episode was edited and written by Priya Mahadevan and mixed by Joe Tisdall. Special thanks to Katie Fellman and Tamara Maury Housley for help as recording engineers. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.